G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players who will bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I'm your host and today I am joined by Tommy Wyman. How are you mate? Good thanks Hef, how are you? Not too bad, I haven't seen you since the uh, the live show. You, you, I reckon yep. you've been on one podcast and you make your debut on the live show. Yeah, how over good, K's. How good's that? How good's that? <laughs> yeah, pretty happy with that. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think you've actually met K's uh, in the nah, flesh yet. But I haven't met him. You might be a bit jealous. There was a video of him on the on the live show. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, how'd you go in front of the audience, mate? Yeah, good. Uh, it was nice. It was. I thought it was a good crowd there. Good turn up at the highway. It's a good, um, good venue for it. So yeah, absolutely. It was really enjoyable. Yeah, good, good day. For those who uh, don't remember you from it, or either the live show or your first episode, um, the Adelaide Crows uh, yep. preview earlier in the preseason, uh, you are the rookie guru. Yep. Uh, you work for Rookie Me Central, the website that has all the under 18s and, and uh, NAB League. It's not even called the NAB League anymore, is it? Nah, it's, a, it's the Coats, uh, Coats League or something, something like that. Something like yeah, that. yeah, yeah the they change every year. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you're the rookie expert. You know the guys who are under 18, so you're I'll pretty. Um, I'll have to think so. Pretty valuable yep. to this podcast because uh, a lot of drafts out there are wanting to know about those uh, sorts of players out there but uh yeah no it's great to have you on the show again mate uh we'll get stuck into it but uh first things first i got a bit of an announcement so from uh, now on and for this season uh this show is going to be brought to you by game day squad what do you know about game day squad Game Day Squad, it looks awesome. It's sort of a, a, a sort of a take on uh, FIFA Ultimate Team. Yeah. Um, I really saw it the first time a couple of weeks ago, and it looks really, looks really good. Love the interface, love the sort of setup, and I think those that um, love FIFA are going to really like this. So there's a few FIFA comparisons that always get drawn yeah. into it, but um, yeah, it's very similar to the Ultimate Team format, but it mixes uh, AFL Fantasy into it. Basically, you get packs, you open packs that contain digital cards, and the cards that you get, you collect and use them to score fantasy points. So, for example, you could open up a pack and get a, a Took Miller card and you can put that on your field and use that in there. Um, you could open up a pack and get a Jack Steel. But what the unique thing about these cards is, is um, you can get different multipliers and there's different levels of cards and things like that. So, you know, you could get a, a gold uh, Jack Steel and he's worth 1.2 uh, points. He's a multiplier on him. So yeah, it's a pretty interesting way to play. So if you haven't actually checked it out before, uh, head to gamedaysquad.com.au. Uh, create, coach, and compete is their slogan. But uh, yeah, essentially you'll get free packs for signing up and you think you get free packs weekly. And yeah, you can start assembling your fantasy squad uh, on there. So the great thing about uh, Game Day Squad as well. It ties into our podcast because you can keep players from year to year. Whatever card you get, it's yours for life until they retire. In fact, I've still got some retirees on my list. I've noticed they stay there. <laughs> so, what I'm going to ask you, Tommy, is if you could get one card for, to keep for the future, who would it be in Game Day Squad? Well, I think the obvious ones are Ashcroft and Dacos. I think Nick Dacos. I think they're the they're the obvious ones. But I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one up, and I really like what I saw um, with him on the weekend, and we'll get into him later. But Finn Callahan from GWS, I reckon he's got star written all over him. There's your left field pick. Yeah, yeah. sort of a little bit left field, sort of a winger um, that can play inside as well. Big frame. Um, I reckon he's in for a super year with GWS. I'm really excited to see what he can bring. Now I didn't see that game, so I'm actually looking forward to uh, you yeah. talking about it. But yeah, head to uh, gamedaysquad.com.au. Uh, make sure you're opening up your weekly packs and getting your team assembled. There's only two weeks to the season starts, um, so make sure you're checking that out. I need to plug something, though, Tommy. I apologise. Uh, on Wednesday night, on my YouTube channel or the Keeper League YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter, I'm going to open 100 Game Day Squad packs. You heard correctly, 100 packs. 
How, how t- long do you reckon that's going to take me? That's going to take a while. <laughs> Jeez. Well, yeah. I do have to uh, apologise to the listeners tonight as well because we don't, we're don't. we not going to have time for listener questions. So I'm going to compensate. If you jump on the live stream on Wednesday, I'll have the chat open and I'm happy to answer uh, any questions uh, while I'm opening pack. So yeah, Wednesday night, uh, I think it's 8.30pm Australian pack Eastern opening. time. Get on the pack opening. And I'm actually going to make it a weekly uh, event. Yeah. Maybe not 100 each week because that probably take too much time. But yeah, uh, yeah I'm going to open packs each week. So yeah, jump on my streams wherever you are. Follow us on the socials and uh, you'll be able to find it. And I'm going to open up some packs on Game Day Squad. Anyways, uh, we'll get stuck into the show. Uh, I watched six games on the weekend. You watched three. Um, I have I live a very eventful life, obviously. <laughs> I watch a lot of football, but uh, got to do, for, do it for listeners out there. Um, so we're going to review those games in a second. But um, first of all, I just want to thank the members uh, for signing up. So this is basically the last big podcast before the season uh, begins. And yeah, basically at the start of this year, this podcast was looking like it might not even happen. Um, but yeah, the members have signed up, uh, helped me kind of do this podcast, you know, take a day off work to actually get this podcast going. Wouldn't have been able to do that without members support. So, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I guess, uh, out there, thank you to all the members who actually signed up because um, you're probably not aware of this, but you actually kept the podcast going throughout this preseason. So thanks heaps for that, uh, all those people who've signed up. And yeah, if you haven't signed up and you want to support the show, uh, there's a link in the description below. Uh, this week, Tommy, I put out some ADP data. Keeper League specific. You ever seen Keeper League specific ADP data never, anywhere on the internet? Never seen it before. That's no. exclusive content yeah, you'll exactly. get there. That's uh, the second time of the year in a row I've done it. So I've collected data from a heap of leagues out there. I've got thanks to all the coaches that sent me in all their results, draft results, compiled it, work out where people are going on average yeah, uh, in it's Keeper a great Leagues. Tool. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great so tool. you get the top 200 for free on the website. Uh, sign up as a member. You get the top 400 players um, in the ADP data. Um, our rankings are also out, so you can use that as well. Plus all the other uh, all the other resources there too. Uh, we read out some gold members each week. I'm going to let you read them out this week, no Tommy. That's right with you. I hope your pronunciation's up to scratch. Here, Here we go. go. <laughs> Thank you very much to Anton Setanik. Hope you got that one right. <laughs> Paul Monkus, William Yunkin, Richard Abel, Cameron Lester, Jimmy Henwood, Daniel Schmidt, MP, Alex Fugslang, and Troy Woodroff. Nailed it, mate. I don't think there was one, hopefully, mis- uh, not hopefully one mispronunciation in there. All right. Uh, let's stop stuffing around and let's get into what people are waiting for, and that is the review of the practice matches. So anyway, uh, Thursday afternoon, uh, got home from work, chucked this one straight on, and a few players caught my eye in the Hawthorne versus Collingwood game. First one, and you're going to love this one, Tommy. Yeah. Cam McKenzie. Now, classic world's going nuts over him. Uh, yep. They're all locking him to a size, cheap, you know, rookie, rookie yep. price, all that sort of stuff. Had 92 points in his practice match. And even in keeper leagues, like over the weekend, I was in a few drafts and it's all everyone's been talking all preseason, like Ashcroft, Sardis, Philippou, all those guys going at the start. And then basically McKenzie comes along and he rockets up to at least the number two yeah. ranking, I think, in this on this weekend's games. Well, well he should be right up there with those names because, yeah. you know, he's shown that 92 points is awesome from, from a rookie. Like, that's up there with what Ashcroft scored. So, yeah. um, that's really awesome. And I think um, the thing with him is he's at Hawthorne, so he's going to be given time because they're in that rebuild stage. And he can also play a number of positions, can play inside, can play outside, can play half forward, half back. He's got the skills that sort of go um, translate over all lines. So, um yeah, I can see why. It's, e- it's easy to see why ownership is, is getting higher for him. Yeah, well, we are talking about it in the preseason, me and Jep, when we did a bit of a preseason uh, show. Um, sorry, a, a draftee show, sorry. Um, and essentially, like, 
we we thought that because uh, Hawthorne were just missing so many midfielders or they traded so many out essentially he was going to get opportunities straight up and that's what drew us to him straight away but yeah in, in this game he got plenty of midfield time uh, went in there straight away also went forward and kicked a goal just looked like he could match it at the level so Cam McKenzie he's definitely a player to watch for the future um, draft him he rockets up the draft keeper league board so yeah um, I probably should get the ADP data up in a second I might actually do that but uh, yeah he's definitely one that should be uh, rocketing up those boards and take him ahead of you know some of the older names out there if you need to if you're building for the future because he's definitely one that impressed speaking of guys who impressed James Warple. <laughs> the Warpedo, yeah. Now, for people that have listened to this podcast, um, I think in our first year we did this podcast, I had James Warple on my rookie list. Um, so not on my main squad, but I picked him up so late in the draft that no one wanted him. And I've held him since. Now, we had a keeper delistings this week, and basically all preseason looked like Warple was out. And he totally redeemed himself yeah. in this game. So 85 from 67% time on ground. You can't kick, but who cares? Probably doesn't matter. Because <laughs> yeah. when I look at Hawthorne's list, and I want to pose this to you, who who replaces him? Yeah, who, yeah. who comes in and takes his spot after that performance? Yeah, they're way for thin in um, in the midfield stocks, um, Hawthorne. So no one's. I don't think anyone's really bashing the door down yeah. for Warpole, who's going to take his spot. And you say Warpole can't kick. Half the squad can't kick. Yeah. Like, they're not a good team. They're not. Yeah. They're, <laughs> Just They've provides, got spoon written all over them. Yeah, hundred percent. So. He just provides that leadership for him. He'll get first hands. He's got no fear, so he'll just throw his body there, throw his body in there, and hopefully just get the ball moving in the right like direction, you know, for the side. So yeah, yeah. I I can see him playing, you know, at least for the first few rounds. Like, and then if he scores well and probably does enough to just kind of play that crash and bash inside midfielder where they don't really worry about. You know, where ball he kicks use. it too much. Yeah, yeah ball use too just much. Get it just out. get shovel it out. Shovel it out to the ones that, that yeah. can actually kick it. Yeah. If he can do that, he could rack up a heap of touches and just get like an 80 yep. every now and then. So I'm happy to have him in the side. So, yeah, not too fussed about James Warpool, even though there will be some doubters out there. Uh, he's in my side, locked into my keepers, and I'm happy to have him. Uh, moving on to Connor McDonald. Um, he had 80 points. He was split between forward and the wing. Uh, I think he had a few CBAs from memory. I can't actually remember. But he just surprised me because everyone talks about uh, Josh Ward um, being the main mm, gun and the way yeah. he finished his season. He looked more comfortable, I reckon, on the weekend. So, yeah. yeah. What do you think? I think the gap between him and Ward is a lot um, less than what it, maybe people think. I think McDonald's a really, really good player. Um, he's sort of a half forward. that can. His, his traits are sort of more... Um, leaning towards the outside of the midfield so yeah. um, he's not going to be thrown in the middle in terms of the inside um, but I think you know unlike Warpole he's like really classy uses the ball really well he's really quick as well um, and I think those traits are best used off half forward um, I think they love well, him that's at where Hawthorne. he looked great like he yeah, kicked a few goals they, up there looked I think good. they really they um, they really like him at Hawthorne so I wouldn't be surprised if he plays you know as many games as he, he can fitness wise so yeah, um, yeah I, I think um, he's going to be a good player for Hawthorne just talking about Josh Ward, like he was kind of on the wing for a bit, then went inside, didn't do a heap, so I don't have a lot of notes on him, but I still think he's got the goods. Yeah, but he'll play as yeah, well. Yeah. They just need games into these guys yeah, at this point. Exactly. But when he gets that right role, he'll be fine. Uh, Andrew Griffiths is on the stream and uh, says, hey, boys. So, g'day, Andrew. Listening uh, on the stream. Um, all right, moving on to Chad Wingard. Had 80 points. He was basically exclusively forward, but I think he can do that. You know, every now and then, probably every second or third week, he'll get you yeah. an 80. So he's one I'd take up there. I'm not much really winning more than we need to say about that. Just probably no midfield time, as a lot of people were expecting. Probably, at this stage of his career, he's probably 
best yeah. around goal, I'd and say. And that's fine. And like, he's, he's a freak around goal, always yeah. has been. So, yeah, if he can get a few that. Um, in a losing side, he could be okay. Speaking of guys who can get a few goals, Fergus Green, he looked good. 62 points, kicked three goals. Got more of that classic hype about him just because mm. he's a cheapie. Not yeah. one I'd want to be drafting just because I don't think he's going to score high yeah, at all. Yeah, scoring will be the problem. I think he'll get games, but, uh, yeah, scoring, not sure he'll score very high. Speaking of guys who could do some scoring, that's Will Day. Um, a lot of talk about him this preseason, obviously. He had 73 from 73%. Not as impressive as last week, but I think in the first quarter, he barely got a touch. From memory, he was on three points a quarter time. And I think he started on the halfback on the wing, but then on the second quarter, he went back into the midfield and kind of looked like he did the week before. If he can get that midfield role, there's no question he can be a handy scorer. Mm. It's just where he plays. Now, we've got a bit of... Uh, Bit of inside knowledge about Will Day. You went to school with him, is that right? I went to school with Daisy. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, what was he like? So he was never. You never really considered him as a midfielder, did you? Um, I thought of sort of thought maybe he's always going to be a winger, half back sort of type. Um, played a lot of half back mainly um, yeah. through juniors and whatnot. Um, he's just got the taller frame that sort of lends himself to like a third tall defender. Yeah. Um, or a winger, freak athlete, really good athlete, speed, um, agility, endurance. Always has been a good athlete. Um, but never really thought of him, yeah, as an inside sort of player. Yeah. When he goes in there, he does look like he adds that class. He's and classy. Yeah, yeah. Definitely classy. It's because you've, I think they've got Newcomb and they've got Warple in there. He just offers something different to them, and I think that's why they like him. Plus, yeah. he's a bit more mature than say you, uh, you Josh Ward coming through or yeah. Kyle McDonald and stuff like that. So, I think he will get some midfield time it's just about how much and like he's going to be the more more of the outside version of that inside mid if that makes sense i think yeah to be honest he's just going to be given a crack in all the roles you've mentioned half back bit of half forward wing inside mid it's just where he gets played predominantly yeah now i don't want to steal roy's squirt from the live show so squirt for those people who don't listen to traders that's a bit of his source but inside knowledge now there was a bit of a story that he told roy told about um he had some inside knowledge on will day who actually had a bit of a he, apparently, he's never been able to breathe through his nose <laughs> in the past. He's um, a bit, bit of a mouth breather. Is yeah, that yeah, right yeah. yeah. Um, so, well, you guys, you, you and your mates, you texted him on the day to ask if that was true. And yeah. he had an operation on his nose, hadn't he? Yeah, he got the confirmation through <laughs> via Snapchat. So, Will um, Day can now breathe through his nose. Yeah, so, so that could be the thing he needs to take that next step. Game changer. Yep, could be the game changer. Game changer. <laughs> uh, just uh, finishing up on uh, Hawthorne, the Meek versus Reeves debate. Um, I'm a bit salty on this one. Lloyd Meek looked like the better Ruckman in this one, but they were both pretty average. I think one scored 50, <laughs> yeah. one scored 30. So, be a great if it was a combined score of 80. The thing about Meek, he still looked like the player more likely to go kick go up forward, take a grab and kick a goal. Yeah. And that's actually what was the difference between the scores, really. Yeah. Took a mark inside 50, kicked a goal. There's 12 points there. And I think he had another sh- couple shots. So um, I think, yeah, shot. I think Meek maybe just ahead slightly. But yeah, geez. slightly ahead as a player. Yeah. But I think they still need to use Reeves. I think they need to use Meek in the forward line. That's yeah, the thing okay. I'm as a, as a But I think Reeves so. just probably isn't going to score that well unless he's like a lot taller than the other Ruckman. Mm. Then he can just win all the hitouts. And he will be a lot taller than some of them. But he came guys. up against Mason Cox in this one. Yeah. He was just like just pushing him out of the way because yeah. like, he lost his only advantage that he had. So yeah, that's still, have, uh, still have faith uh, in the Reeves. But uh, yeah, I think he needs to be like at least 10 centimetres taller than the next Ruckman and yeah. not the same height as that's all. Uh, moving on to Collingwood, uh, not a lot to talk about here. Josh Dacos was on the wing. Um, we talked about it last week that he was going to decrease. He actually scored 105 points yeah. on the wing and he looked good, but Hawthorne don't really have like defensive wingers, really. Nah. They, yeah, they, they, and they're very inexperienced wingers as well. So he was just allowed to do what he wanted 
all day best basically he was on Amon and Ward um, most of the day anyway so Amon I guess is pretty experienced but he's not the most defensive player out there so he just did what he wanted mm-hmm. um, there was two tags in the midfield as well um, I think it was Dugowie and Dacos both got uh, tagged mm-hmm. so I just kind of let it for a bit of an extra bit of pill out there as well I think yeah. So, yeah. it's weird like Nick's going to get so much of the attention but I reckon Josh is a gun yeah no I'm lucky to, some say he'd be unlucky not to be all Australian last year so. yeah um, and then uh, we'll talk about the Ruck situation at uh, Collingwood. A lot of people are interested in Darcy Cameron, even though he is technically 2G4P. Uh, that's too good for the podcast for any new listeners out there. But uh, yeah, he's 77 points. So many people, I think the classic world, are really, really concerned about him because you know they, they want to start him round one. Only scored 77. I'm not as concerned because like given his preseason, they're not just going to throw him out there into the deep because he's been pretty limited. He's got two weeks to get the body right. I think he'll do more of the main share of the rucking you know once he gets his body kind of a bit more fitter gets that match fitness up I think long term he's going to be the goods this season um, he might start slow but I think he's still going to be a premier ruckman towards the end of the year do yeah. you agree? Oh, I'd have to agree yeah I think yeah, it'd be interesting to see the split between him and Cox um, if they do play you know both of them um, one to watch but yeah I, I'm not I'm sort of in the same boat as you I'm not super concerned about it yeah no, nah, neither so I think he'll be the goods just got to be patient with him that's all um, last one on my list for Collingwood is uh, Darcy Moore so he had 77 points and he had the most kick-ins for Collingwood we talked about this last week just being the captain can take an intercept grab and defence um, he will take a few kick-ins because he, he just always does he seems to at the moment um, I know Braden Maynard was playing he does take a few yeah. but I don't think that really affects him too much because the week before he still took a heap um, I just think he's a good late pickup that no one's thinking about that's all what do you reckon yeah I think um, the thing with more is that he can lock down a, shut down an opponent but it also peel off and takes him intercept so yeah. that lends itself to some plus sixes yeah I think he gets his way up to a, a a decent average, you know, you're not going to pick him in classic, but for these yeah, sort of, of things, um, you know, it's, it might be worth a punt late. Yep. All right. Yeah. No, I think so too. He's a, he's a good late pickup. Um, one that not a lot of people are thinking about and he's, you know, people have probably completed his drafts and he's still sitting there on the waivers. So if you need a defender, he might be one to think about. Uh, moving on to my boys, Port Adelaide against Fremantle. Pretty dismal display, but uh, we'll talk about, we'll focus on the fantasy anyway. We won't let my emotions get in the way. Uh, Brandon Cox had 107. I'm not going to read into that one. He averaged 65 last year. Nothing really changed from his role. Port are pretty wayward going inside forward. 50, eh. Good guy, good score, but what do we call he it? You could tip? just chop everything off. Yeah. yeah, we call it tip of the cap on this podcast yeah. when you score well, but when anything's going on, right. tip, yeah, yeah. tip of the cap. Um, Jordan Clark, uh, so he had 97 points. Now, he's always a preseason tease, but I think he actually does improve this year. I think he averaged high 70s last year. Um, he got a lot of attention. I think he's just through natural progression, he pushes way above, well, you know, above the 80 mark this year. One thing to think about, Luke Ryan still to come back into the side. Yeah. But yeah. That, that might be the sort of question there. What, how much, yeah, Luke Ryan being out, how much does that impact him? Well, Luke I Ryan think, generally takes the most of the kick-ins. So yeah. That cuts he cuts in a few points. Yeah. So I think, I do think Clark will be slightly better, but I don't, I think it'd be around, around the mark. I'd around say. the 80 mark. You're around, right? the, around the 80 mark. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Um, Yago Mira, he scored 90 points just inside yeah. um, CBA after CBA. He's going to do that every week. Lock just him expect, in 85, expect, yeah. yeah, expect more of the same. I reckon 90. Expect 90 yep. from each week. Uh, Nat Fife is one we kind of argued about last week. Um, Checkers wasn't so keen on him. I'm keen on him as a forward. Um, 83 points he scored this week. He's a superstar player. Dual Brownlow medals. Park him in the forward line. He's going to kick two or three most weeks. So I think when you get those kind of weeks, he's going to score about 80. I reckon he's going to average around 80, yeah. which is pretty handy in a scarce forward line this year. 
Yeah, but how much of the points, those points are going to be relied upon by goals, though? That's oh, heaps of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I still reckon, because they're going to be a good yeah. side. I still reckon he gets a few. Yeah. If he gets, depends who, if he gets the best, like, does he get the second best defender or like, it just depends yeah. on matchups, maybe. Yeah, true. Maybe he might be one to stream, but I still reckon he goes close to the 80 mark this yep. year and he's going to be pretty handy to forward. It is Nat Fife after all. Exactly. Uh, speaking of handy forwards, Liam Henry scored 72 points playing on the wing. Just O'Driscoll comes back in the side, though. So, yeah. Yeah. Probably O'Driscoll ahead, but apparently he's had a really good summer, Liam Ryan. Yeah. So, yeah. But apparently he did last year as well. That's yeah. The thing. Maybe he's one of those guys <laughs> yeah. that sort of yeah. never had a bad summer. Yeah. I remember them talking about him in the same vein last year. So, it's yeah. just one of those believer when I see it type yeah. players, I think. Um, if anyone interested, uh, James Aish was on the other wing as well. So, if you're wondering who was kind of covering the Blake Akers um, yeah. departure, he's kind of the other one over yep. there. So, um, moving on to some Port Adelaide players, Miles Bergman. Now, we saw... Pictures of the pipes in the preseason. Huge guns now. He looked awesome in this game. And he actually looked good the week before as well. He scored 104 points and he was best on ground for Port Adelaide for mine. Um, he just runs really hard both ways. Like, you know, gets back, gets forward um, and kind of just marches up and down that wing all day. I didn't realise how good his hands were at taking a grab. So, he mm. can just slot yep. into holes, mm. like drops back defence and takes like really good, you know, grabs back there. Yeah. So, he can def- get a few extra marks. Like, he's another one, a midfielder that I think can push past the 80 mark this year. I think, like with those traits there, I sort of think back to like a, a younger Callum Mills. Like he's sort of tall, good overhead, um, can play down back. But yeah, and is also an endurance, like really good endurance runner, so he can yep. run both ways. Yeah. Like what if he developed into more of an inside? Like I think he's more of an outside, but Same. if he did develop into an inside, that's sort of who he could emulate his game on. But but I do think he's more of a winger yeah. long term. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I agree. Like he does look more like a winger, although now he's got the pipes. And he's pretty yeah. tall. Like I know he looks tall. I don't know actually know what he's in centimeters, but uh, yeah, look, I, I've got I've got high hopes from this year. Just like as like a, a good winger, you know, eighty kind of eighty plus average that kind of breakout year, potentially ninety one day, like mm. one of those if he stays in that wing. If he yeah. does have the body type to move inside, if he though, ever moved inside, I'd be interested. The endurance. It's just a pretty stable midfield for now. Yeah, that's all. Um, Xavier Dersma, speaking of outside players, um, he was pretty similar to Bourbon, really ninety seven points less powerful as Bergman but a lot more flair I think as well so um, yeah Port look like they might use their wings coming out of defence a bit as well there was all, like, quite often a bit of like you know if there was a marker half back they'd chip short to the winger pushing up the ground a bit more um, which is contrast to a bit of a few different sides we've seen so um, yeah Dersma scoring 97 points he was another one on my cut list and he mm. made it into my keeper list over the weekend so yeah I feel like Dersma like sort of burst onto the scene when he debuted and then maybe dropped off a little bit but I think he'll be back now I think he's going to have a decent year I reckon yeah I agree um, yeah well he needs to anyway essentially because he might not have too much left after that if yeah. he doesn't um, well that's it like he bursts onto the scene and then sort of feels like he's I think sort it's of tapered off a little now. bit yeah, yeah so he needs it's, to time, it's, it's time for him isn't it absolutely uh, Jason Hall Francis won't talk about him too much but he had 81 points just did enough to show us he could be an 70 to 80 averaging forward this year I like an at least 70 minimum um, if he plays that much midfield mm-hmm. time and he should get plenty of it at Port Adelaide so and then for the future Sky's the limit with him. We know he's number one draft pick, so we don't need to chat about him too much, but can be a handy forward this year. Um, Kane Farrell pretty much did the same as last week where he absolutely monstered the first quarter and then we're missing. So he had 41 points in the first quarter and then only 68 for the game. And yeah, I think he just cops a bit of attention after he gets those hot starts. Just something he's got to learn to deal with because when he can shake that, 
he's got the traits to be a fancy gun. So. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And a gun on the field too. Like, uh, he's got such a good foot. Yeah. Like, his kicking is great. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, why he's going to be copping the attention because clubs know how good of a yeah, leg he's, he's got. He's going to be one of those players that they shut down in that halfback line. Yeah. You know, the forward tag comes to yep, him. But absolutely. He's got to learn how to deal with that. And if he does, he could be a pretty handy player. Um, and we'll finish with Scott Lysett because there's a lot of question about him. Um, he battled, um, but he had low time on ground and... If you're worried about Tickle, Tickle was probably even worse than he was, really. So yeah. I think he's still the number one ruck. He came up against um, he came against Darcy, who's just like an absolute gun, um, coming off basically essentially a year off. And I think he just battled with match fitness. Um, one player as a result of this, though, I think, is Charlie Dixon. Keep your eye on him as a forward because he was looking like the backup ruck option and he spent a fair bit of time in there as well. Um, so if Port do go with Lysett as number one and they do find that Tickle's probably not quite at the level or um, uh, who's the other one? Sam Hayes. Yeah. Um, he's not quite the level. They might roll with Charlie Dixon as the backup and he's always been pretty handy when he goes in there. So I think that's a worry that we're not even barely mentioning Sam Hayes. Like, where is yeah. he? Oh, he's gone. He, he got enough, enough games last year but just Talented didn't challenge junior. him. Yeah. I and think won, the, a, won the yeah. BFA, uh, sorry, the uh, Sandful best and fairest. I think he was there. a dual Australian like a, as yeah, a, an under 18. Yeah. Hasn't come on the way probably. Yeah, no, he hasn't. But yeah, I think if... He's had injury problems hasn't haven't helped him. Yeah. I think I think if things go the way I'm thinking that might happen, I think Dixon might be the backup ruck yeah, to right. start off with. So yeah, wait and see what happens there. But if he does, he could be a pretty handy forward pickup later on in your drafts because I don't think many people we touching him uh, alright well, you're about to debut your first match review yeah. how are you feeling yeah good all right, let's, let's get into it Brisbane versus Geelong Brisbane what'd, Geelong what'd you see well you go into the game and the first person you're looking for is, is, is Ashcroft um, for me at least um, 97 points he was really good Got a, I think he got about 13 CBAs or something around the mark about half of um, the centre bounces he went to um, and the thing with him is like he, he just knows he just knows how to get two or three possessions in 10 seconds sort of thing like like really quick fire handball and then gets it back again and a kick or something like that like he just it's like Dacos he just knows where to be to get the ball like consecutive times in a play um, and that, that that bodes really well for fantasy. Um, there was no Lions, no Zorko, no Berry, um, but I still think he gets he's good enough to get midfield minutes. He's just that good. Um, yeah, you know, to be honest, it, I don't even know if those players affect him. Yeah, and he the thing he tackled really well, which was I think is a really good sign. Like he tra- he tackled hard, cracked in really hard. Um, but yeah, he knows how to find the uncontested ball, which will be really good for fantasy. Yeah, no, nah, no doubt. I don't think we need to touch on it too much. He summed yeah. it up perfectly. Kid's gonna be a gun. It, he already Just, is. I think in the mock draft he went with pick fifty two. Yeah, right. That's interesting. Isn't it? That's about right. I actually do have the ADP data up here. Let's see where he's going in draft. So this is. Kind of bef- this most of this was done before this weekend when people saw him. His average draft position is fifty five, so it's yeah, about yeah. right, really. Um, interesting to see where. What, when did Dacos go? Uh, uh, Nick, uh, Nick, yeah. Nick Dacos. Um, he went in the first round. Yeah, right. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, he's averaging eight. Be interesting to see eight. where he went last year because I think da- uh, Ashcroft might even be sl- slightly ahead. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But the next one we've got down is, is Connor McKenna. Um, forty six points, playing sort of half bat, familiar role that we saw at Essendon. Um. I wrote down that he might be a bit rusty early, but I'm not even sure he's best 22. What do you What do you reckon? Uh, who are we talking about? Sorry, Conor McKenna. Conor McKenna. Um, I, I think Wilmot and him are battling out for a similar spot. So and I, I didn't see a second of this game, yeah. but last week it just looked like they were trialing a lot of players on that wing. Yeah. What was his role in this game? Was that yeah half, half, back. half back. Same as sort yeah, of okay. same sort of role as what he did at Essendon. I it think. looked like there was just there was so many players. Like because then Cam Rayner was there. Yeah, um, I don't know Darcy, if he, uh, with Wilmot there as well. Like it's yeah. it was interesting. That it just felt like they were just playing three guys vying out for for one spot. That's I think, what I felt yeah, like. I've got Wilmot down. We'll talk about him as well. He scored forty three. I thought he looked okay without really scoring super high. Um, I think. 
maybe they're looking to get him up the ground a little bit more, more more wing than McKenna. I think McKenna's more half bat. Yeah, Wilmot. I think they're using on the wing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's he's a kick first player, which is good. Um, but I'm not sure he'll be a high scorer. I think though he probably is best twenty two. But you know, job security is a bit shaky. Always will be at Brisbane. Yeah. Um, especially now that Cam Rayner looks like he's going to be playing down back. Yeah. Um, he only scored the thirty eight points, but he did look at stages like he, early on, particularly he looked quite good down there, quite damaging as sort of like an attacking yeah. half back. Um, that was probably the most obvious. Position change you sort of saw from that game. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought he looked damaging at times. It's not a role he's played yeah. before. Like, I can't remember seeing him juniors play defence. I liked him the week before a lot more because I saw this. I did see, sorry, I did see the third quarter, a bit of yeah. the third quarter and the last quarter of this. And it was pretty quiet when I saw him. Just kind of felt like felt like he was a little bit lost. I think, yeah, I think he, he's still finding his way. Yeah, like down exactly. there. Um, it would yeah. be hard playing like a, a third tall forward sort of power mid. To go on to back down defence, it'd be so tough. Cam Rayner was the last of my last, like, so I had two out of three of my last keeper spots I narrowed it yeah. down to. It was um, Warple, Dersma, and Cam Rayner, and I dropped Cam Rayner. Rayner so, got the flick. I think yeah. that's. You reckon I'm that's made right. the right decision? No, I think that's right because I, it probably will. If he's going to play half back in the seniors, it's going to take a while for him to get up to speed. Yeah, and like even a, then, like, I'm not sure he's a high scorer. I love the role for fantasy. It's just that I'm yeah. not sure if Cam Rain is the right guy for yeah. that. Yeah, it's a good role. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Cam Rain. yeah, you're right there. Yeah. Um, next one I got down is Harris Andrews. Now, just put a disclaimer in there. I'm not saying pick him, but <laughs> uh, he did score 100 points and he was actually everywhere. Um, yeah, you got to tip the cap to these guys. He was, he was, he was everywhere. Um, yeah. Sort of without Geelong playing like a – genuine like key forward they didn't have Hawkins or Cameron um he sort of chopped things off really well like he does um and found plenty of the ball I think he had 20 touches or something like that yeah and now he's not going to score anywhere near this yep. no. or consistently I'm with you. tip the cap yeah move fair on. enough and move on um <laughs> one we will talk about a bit longer though is, is Tanner Bruin oh here we go um he scored 74 points um now the question with him is is you know really play the same role as he did this in this game like for real in when the when the real, real season happens, starts yeah. I don't think he will but I was still really impressed um with how he played in this game 48% CBA attendance so about half of the CBAs he went to um and he played much more inside than yeah, I thought he way would way more than I expected this but, whole preseason but, but just really. when you look at him play and you compare it to when he was at the Giants he just looks he almost is playing with a refreshed mindset, I reckon. Yeah, okay. Like, I, I think he looks quite quite um, happy at Geelong. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, if he can um, if he can keep this up, he might force his way into more CBAs yeah. um, in the real stuff. Um, he was really good, really impressive. Um, tackled well. I think he had seven tackles, which really helps his score as well. Um, I like him, actually, at the moment. He's, he's probably in my classic side, but... Um, he's one of those underpriced players. Yeah, yeah, I actually quite like him. Um, I hope he can score well because... Uh, he's just as a forward, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he's, he's, he's at my um, F4 spot. Yeah, nice. Uh, so that's not actually a bad option. Yeah, I reckon yeah, he's worth uh, giving that four status. That's a bit of a pun. I don't know if he'll stay there, um, but at the moment he's in there. I think given that four status for keep leagues anyway, he's definitely worth a pun. ADP of 180 at the moment. Yeah. And I think he's going to rock it up after this weekend. Yeah, I reckon... and. In terms of future, when Guthrie and, and whatnot, Duncan, will then not going to stay around forever. Yeah. When they do go, I think he will get midfield time. He will, he's a midfielder. Yeah, um, I agree. Long term, that's where he's going to play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, a couple more from Geelong we got down here. Ollie Dempsey um, scored 54. Reckon we'll see a little bit of him this year as a small forward. Um, really dangerous player. Um, one to watch for sure. And then Cooper White um, didn't come on till late, but he had 28 points, eight touches, all kicks, and 358 metres gain, which is wow. average of 44 per touch. Wow. So he got 
he, he went out there and kicked the ball almost 50 metres every time he got it. <laughs> nice. um, again, like, going to be tricky to break into. He's probably he's behind a few. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, just do, I do like he? what he brings. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. And the other one I had down is Ollie Henry. Um, yeah. Sort of an almost game from him. When he gets it all together, he's going to be a gun. But fantasy-wise, I'm not, not sure about yeah, it. Neither of the Henrys I'm really sold on yeah. fantasy-wise. But, yeah, they look like they've got talent for sure. Talent to burn, but can yeah. it all come together for him? All right. We'll move on to the St. Kilda versus Essendon game. Um, we'll talk about Essendon in a second. But what I did notice in this game was Essendon just could be a fantasy-friendly team. Um when because it's quite a windy game, they had no problems just chucking an extra man of defence. And I think I heard the commentators say that they were one of the better kicking teams last year in terms of percentage and stuff like that. And it looked like they actually had no problems just chipping around defence mm. and trying to hit small targets, which is a stark contrast to a lot of the other clubs at the moment. So just one thing to look at with Essendon, like whilst they might not be the best, you know, at, on the actual field and actually winning games, fantasy wise, there could be you know some decent numbers, and I'll talk mm. about some of their players in a second. But St Kilda, um, Mason Wood was best on ground by a mile, had 137 points, and he lost his forward status because he played so much time on the wing last year. But he actually looks like he might be a decent scoring midfielder. He, he had 15 marks on the wing, like you know Richo type stuff, like from back in the day. You're probably too. That's that's you know, remember no, Richo. I don't remember, <laughs> remember, remember Richo. <laughs> yeah, but when Richo, he's just uh, a commentator. Yeah, when he used to, uh, well, his last, I think it was his last season. He went on the wings, like yeah. centre forward his whole yeah. career. Went on the wing for like his last. season. And, and just like, yeah, averaged like 100 in fantasy yeah. and just like marked yeah. everything that came his way. And it kind of you know, reminded me a bit like him, really. Is he playing like a Rewalt role? Nick Rewalt? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty similar sort type thing. Yeah, just, just a huge on a wing, tank. On a wing and just runs up and down all day. Yeah. So lost his forward status. And everyone was saying he'd go back forward this year. But I don't know if that's going to happen, to be honest, especially with Billings out now. Yeah. He might be the one he, um, who takes over. So yeah, Mason Wood, like- 137, pretty hard to ignore, really. Yeah, ser- like seriously, I reckon he's good and almost good enough- for like your mid seven, like your last midfielder yeah. on the field. Like if you're playing him there, you could do a lot worse, I reckon, if he puts up performances like that. Wait and see, but last year even he was impressive as well. Like he was good on that wing. So yeah, just keep him in the back of your mind. Um oh, speaking of guns, so Naziah Wanganine Miller, like hundred and seven points. Played more on a wing last year, moved him back to halfback this whole preseason, played there, looks so settled in that position, um, just absolutely oozes class. He's a mid-only in fantasy this year, but he'll get defender status you know, pretty soon if he plays yeah. that. When he does, kid's going to be a jet. You've, you've obviously looked at him a lot in this yeah. underage stuff. What do you think of him? Oh, well, that's it. Like What you see is what you get from him. He's, he's a super smooth mover. Like. Yeah, the way he runs, he just he just he's so good. Um, but it's like the foot skills now as well. Yeah, like he just kind of rolls onto his it, leg though. and hits the target. It looks so like, natural. It's not lazy is not the word at no, all. It but makes but it, look it looks easy. easy. He makes it look easy. Looks really easy for him. Yeah. Now I'm a big fan, so he's one I'm gonna be targeting in drafts uh, coming up. Um yeah, that's Naziah Wanganine Miller for those who missed at the start. But uh Callum Wilkie, I he's one of my favourites. Uh he's one of the keeper league boys really. One of those guys he's always gonna be on a waiver wire or he's always gonna be in a draft pool. No one's kind of keeping him. But he pops up every now and puts some good scores up. Just a good battler. 88 points. Um, I don't need to talk about him too much. We talked about him at the St. Kilda show a few weeks ago. He's got a good floor, so he doesn't really go below 60 very often, which yep. is pretty handy to have, and can put up some good skiers here and th- scores here and there. So Callum Wilkie is just one I think is worth padding out your side with in defence. Uh, Mitch Owens, um, used in midfield a lot last year, had a lot of CBAs towards the end of the season. Played predominantly forward uh, in this game. Um, kicked three goals, though. I, I didn't love the role for fantasy because he's a bit of a t- Taller lad. Yeah, he's, and that's one just, thing I took from the game. He's yeah, a, he's huge. He kind of just rolled in front of 
packs yeah, and he's took big. marks and stuff yeah. like that. So I think it's something that will be pretty easily shut down, but should hold forward status for a while and just kind of want to stash until he goes back into that midfield role. Should be best 22 though, I think. So um, yeah, could get some good experience this year and uh, build for the future. Uh, Liam Stocker coming across from Carlton looks handy enough 79 points just not sure if he fits into that best 22 yeah. but he's always been someone who've kept our eye on since he rose up the draft uh, a few years ago Jack Bytel was the last or second to last St Kilda player a lot of people are asking questions about him on Twitter throughout the week so um, essentially 70 points um, Wind Hager went down pretty early and he came on and did an accountable job on Parrish you know Wind Hager is kind of their designated tagger yeah. these days um, had seven, ta- uh, seven tackles to kind of play in that role which helped boost his score only played 60% on time, grand- on time on ground we know that um, you know his fitness was an issue. He had actually had to do a mini preseason within the year. Don't think he even got a game last year. Um, but he was way too unfit to even play last year. They reckon so. He looks a lot slimmer, a lot fitter. Um, look good in this game. Still not sold because I think he was playing someone else's role. But, yeah, yeah, job security issue again. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, look in the past he's shown that he can score. Um, it's just whether he can get a consistent crack at it. Right now. Given it's preseason, given that there was an injury early, uh, I think he might just be outside the best 22, but keep an eye on him if he comes back in. Uh, ben Patton had 65 points. Uh, just He's listed as a fender, but basically played on the wing all day as well. So he could be a Billings replacement too. So just could be handy. Maybe just one, you'll get him so late in drafts that no one would be thinking about him. So he's one you could pick up late and he could be okay, just given his role was, wasn't too bad. Uh, yeah, moving on to Essendon now. Uh, yeah, like I said, they were a lot more fantasy friendly than a lot of the teams I watched just in the way that they played. Don't know if they carry that in the, in the preseason, but like I said, they were more than happy to chip around defense. And Jordan really was a real beneficiary of that. Um, 107 points and everyone's going to say, well, we probably had heaps of kick-ins. He only took two of the kick-ins. Yeah. Now, a couple of years ago when he averaged 80, he had all the kick-ins and that's how he got there. So this kind of just goes to show how much they were chipping around. Um, he took 12 marks in defense. So they were just kind of getting it to him each time. Um, no problems chipping around defense. With a role like this, and with, if they play like that come the season, he could be back in fantasy. So, yeah, he's going to be real undervalued given oh, his last I season hope he's performance. Back. He's one of my favorite players, Jordan, really. Yeah. I, I hope he doesn't have to be play such a, an accountable role like last That's year. That's what happened last year. We saw him play key defender, and I just don't think he's a key defender. Like, well, that Especially was, with my fantasy goggles on, I'd love to see him as a third, yeah. sort of third talk and chop it off. Yeah, it was interesting. Mason Redmond didn't score as well in this game as well. So, he kind of was going a bit more accountable as yeah, well. Right. So, they might switch back. So, Redmond owners could be a bit nervous as well. Just don't trust anything I see in the preseason that so especially on a windy day like this that wasn't the best conditions and stuff like that it could be anything really um oh guys it could be anything Will Setterfield <laughs> so yeah. 91 points it just looks clear that they've just got him in for a reason yeah like looks to be their kind of contested ball winner I think mm. he had the most contested possessions for the game um eight center bounce attendances so it doesn't look great but a lot of the time he started on the wing and just pushed straight in and played as like a fifth midfielder type thing I don't think he's a bad option for M7 either what do you reckon yeah so Essendon have loved Setterfield for as long as he's been on their radar like so when they drafted McGrath with pick one they were considering McCluggage and Setterfield yeah um and Setterfield obviously went to the Giants at the academy and whatnot but they obviously love him and I think finally he's got there um, they obviously didn't draft him, but finally he's got there, and I, I reckon they're going to give him the license to be that bigger body that they've needed for since like Watson, since Joe Watson, probably. Yeah. Um, I hope he plays heaps of inside because 
Oh, I hated seeing him on the wing at Carlton. He's, yeah. I just don't, he's not. He's just not a winger. Well, it's, yeah, because um, I've only ever seen him as a winger. You probably followed, yeah, his junior stuff more yeah. than I did and stuff like that. I but think he's he's just when he's given the role inside. No, I, I agree, man. I just yeah. reckon he's a he's an inside mid. He looks like it. So yeah, like just that contested ball winner won't be a huge fantasy scorer, but could go 80, 90, You know, every now and then if all things go go to plan. So one I like, and again he's going super late in drafts. He was you know draft pool when I did a dynasty yeah. uh, with you know essentially three hundred and fifty odd players already taken. He was still on the pool. So, and someone got him in the third round. So, yeah, not too bad. Uh, Brennan Zerk Thatcher, look, he's a preseason tease from memory anyway. I think I remember him carving up last preseason or the preseason before. He had 82 points. Just plays that halfback role so nicely and just is good for fantasy. It's just that you've got three of them. You've got McGrath in there. You've got Redman and you've got Ridley already in there, plus Hine too. Yeah. It's like, can you fit Zerk Thatcher in? I think they like him. I think they do like him internally, but yeah. Yeah, Wait and see. Too many players of his type. That's the issue, I think. Um, I love this kid, Archie Perkins. Gun. 80 points. So he started forward, but then went into the midfield pretty early and kind of stayed there for the rest of the day. I think Caldwell going down in the second half boosted yeah. midfield numbers in the second half. But he worked really hard just to get into spaces and just to receive the ball, really, which is what we want to see for fantasy. And yeah, he's just a classy player, listed as a forward this year. He could be a breakout contender. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I think he provides a lot of what they don't have. Like, um, he's very different to Merritt and Parrish. Yeah. Um, he's just X-Factor guy that can go forward, take a grab. Um, he's almost like, I reckon he's a little bit like Heaney when he goes forward and that he can be like freakish aerially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if he goes into the midfield, that's that's what we want from a fantasy perspective. Absolutely. I hope he gets mid-minutes. I, I'm kind of of the opinion that I just hope he gets like a even split to keep that forward okay. status. That's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. I just want him to keep yeah. that forward status because I reckon he's a type that could do damage just with minimal minutes in there yep. and stay forward. But I think he could be a big scorer if he goes in there. But we'll wait and see. Um, Massimo D'Ambrosio. Well, I think it's, I always say D'Ambrosio, but apparently it's D'Ambrosio. D'Ambrosio, yeah. doesn't make much sense. Well, anyway, why do you put the- What's the comment yeah, there? What's, what's the apostrophe there, apostrophe there for? <laughs> but anyway, uh, 79 points. At the end of last year, we saw him in, fo- in the forward line, but it was just great to see him back in defense. He's another one back there, really fantasy-friendly halfback flanker. Really nice leg. It looks like they want to use him um, with the ball in hand. And again, like I said, Essendon's game plan was super friendly for him. It's just, how do we fit them all in? Yeah. I don't know. Especially but now that McGrath's going to be, looks yeah, like he's going to be playing half back. And look good back there too. Yeah, he did. So, I think that's his spot. Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, as much as it'd be it's nice to have so him long. as a mid, like, he's a half They've got enough mids too. He's like, a half back, yeah. but they took a half back with pick one. I don't know about that. No, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, move on to the next game Sydney versus Carlton. Uh, the Lizard, Nick Blakey. Um, 76 points almost the general in defence he looked like the most kind of senior head back there I know Jake Lloyd was back there and everything but he looked like the go-to man back there he was the one barking they really, they, yeah, yeah they really trust him yeah like, they really, really trust him with the kicks and whatnot and he can run yeah he started off as too good for the podcast after his first three rounds last year came back to the podcast because he uh, didn't do <laughs> so well off, fell off a cliff yeah um, but then I think he'll be back on the 2G4P wagon pretty soon I reckon Another young player, South Australian, uh, Dylan Stevens, uh, 73 points. He just looked more comfortable out there than I've seen him previously. Just yeah. didn't look as lost at patch of the game. Stayed in the game for the whole time, yeah, really. He, yeah, he's one that looks like he genuinely has had a good off-season. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He still plays that outside role. Not going to have a huge ceiling. Like I think when he get, puts everything together in two or three years' time, he could average like 90 but never going to be that 100-plus, I don't think. I don't think he's got a huge ceiling, but I think he still could go another level this year and, you know, Start to push towards those 80 averages. Probably more likely 70s, I think. Seven, so, yeah, yeah, I think 70s. But Yeah, could push towards it anyway. Um, another developing youngster, Logan McDonald, had 72 points. He was just a presence up forward. Um, 
I don't know. When he first got drafted, I thought he looked like he was probably 30 already. <laughs> like, he's just got like a bit of an old man face. <laughs> but but uh, look, his body just looks a lot more mature now. He's got really good hands. Um, we know he's a talent. I think he's just probably one worth considering picking up late, um, just given his talent. Could kick a few goals, take a few grabs. Could be their next key forward. Will be their next he key needs target to be. out there. Yeah, absolutely. So when Buddy goes one. down, he's a man. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, and he's looking third year in the system now, isn't it? Yeah, hopefully he takes a good step. Yep. Yeah, I think he will. Um, Matty Roberts drafted last year, 67 points. He rotated on the wing a um, little bit inside time. There's just a lot of battle for spots on the wings with McInerney and Stevens. It looked like they were the main two guys in there. Yeah. I think Mills needs to come back in as well to that midfield. Absolutely. Probably pushed him out. Yeah. Um, but promising signs for the future. Didn't look like lost, too lost in there anyway. So I think he fun. did look a bit lost on debut last oh, year. absolutely he did. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty fair to say. I think he had one touch. So. Dossie made a good joke about he had the most points per minute as in he was pointing like yeah, where to go. Yeah, like, yeah, okay. Parking orders yeah, and stuff right like that. So, so <laughs> I mean, hopefully he's, he's progressed a little bit since then. Um, but yeah, again, I think spots is going to be the problem. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Oh, look, in terms of guys that probably should break out as well, Peter Laddams, he had 62 points from 56% time on ground and looked like he was definitely their number one ruck. He just kept getting hit. Like, he caught one to the face, caught one to, like, the the, the ribs, like, just kept getting battered and bruised. And by the end, they just pulled him off. That's not like, what you want on a yeah, preseason. I don't know that's, what that's the go so was, but it looked like he was absolutely carving and just kept copying, like, everything. And then in the end, they just pulled him. So, just in case – I think they just need him to be fit for round one. Yeah. So, and I think he will be. It's just he kept copping stupid knocks and they just took him off. So, like, 62 doesn't look good, but for the time on ground and for what actually happened in the circumstances, I think Peter Adams is probably the number one ruck come round one. So, owners out there should be pretty happy with that one. Yep, absolutely. Moving on to the Blues, not a lot to talk about. Uh, Jack Silvani is just one of those guys um, can pop up every now and then score well. He had 80 points in this game, can kick goals, rotate the ruck. He's just a handy player to own. So, um, keep that in mind when you come to your drafts this week. Uh, Charlie Kerno, kind of the same, um, probably a bit better, but 77 points. Like, this is around his scoring range. He'll average around 77, I think, maybe 80. Um yeah, low 80s. So, it's just what he does. He's another handy one to own in a, you know, a year where you're not going to find too many good forwards. He's definitely a good one to own. Do you know much about Alex Sincotta? I don't really. Yeah, yeah. I wish no. I could say I, did, I know him, yeah, but I, no, do, I really don't. Came out of nowhere like a few weeks ago. Now, everyone's talking about him just because he's probably in line to debut round one. It looks um, like it, yeah. Yeah, with uh, Zach Williams out the side. Plays that halfback role. Okay. Um, he was, uh, what, what do they call him? The supplementary yeah, signing picks or whatever? Something like that. Season, oh, Sounds all right, right. Something like that. Um, yeah, but anyway... Um, uh, no, supplementary something player. I think SSP, whatever it is. Um, yeah, plays the right sort of game for fantasy. And I think he'll get a few games early, long-term. Don't know. But uh, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely be in the mix for round one. It looks like he's got a little bit of a fantasy game, but don't go too early on him because there's probably going to be a hype there now, I think. Yeah. I know you're itching to talk about some rookies. So yeah. I'll bring a few to the table here. Yep. Ollie Hollands. So he had 68 points. Showed he can handle out the level on the wing. Yeah. What do you reckon? He looks comfortable, yeah. I reckon. Sort of bit of this game. Yeah, looks really comfortable. Um, I think, yeah, he's the one that, I don't know if really play around one, but... When you a, look at the yeah. wings from last he, year, he's competing with Lockie O'Brien, yeah. Zach Fisher. Well, he's past Lockie O'Brien. Akers is on the other wing, so he locked that one. But that's yep. really the two he's kind of competing I with. I think he might have a spot. I reckon he does too. Yeah, I think that's be good for the Blues perspective as well to get him games. Yeah. Um, and well, the they, other, they targeted players yeah. of his type in this preseason as well. Absolutely. So, like, Jack 
Jason Binns was the other one, I think. And, and we're going to talk about another one, Lockie Cowan. Yeah. Sim- similar sort of role. Um, I really like Lockie Cowan as a, as a sort of longer-term option. Um, Doherty's 29 now. Yeah. Williams is obviously pretty injury-prone. Um, I reckon Cowan's going to have that role when those guys sort of fade off. Cowan um, was one of the better fantasy yeah. scorers in the preseason, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Sorry, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. last stuff. year he yeah. was, definitely. Um, yeah, I think he won the Morish Medal um, yeah. over yeah, there he did. Tassie. He didn't yeah. even know what it was, apparently. He, yeah, he won right. it and he's like, don't even know what that is. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. he's from Tassie <laughs> yeah. after all. Exactly. Um, but yeah, stash option, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see him play some games this year. But yeah, one to, one to keep on the radar Half-back for sure. Half-back option, yeah. yeah definitely stash. Those Can two, play Oliver, wing. Yep. Those two, those two options there. Oliver Hollands, Lockie Cowan, just absolute stash options. Yep. You know, get them when you can. You, they'll take a year or two probably they'll to be, be good, good fantasy scorers, but yeah, definitely be good. We'll comment on the ruck combination. It's what every owner didn't want to see it was the De Koning Pitney combo and it was just disgusting they combined for 80 points together oh, so God. about 40 each really both in the 40s so you want to see one of them ruck solo preferably De Koning ruck solo absolutely De Koning yeah. I'm not sure we're going to see it and yeah. yeah it's probably not great for fantasy Hey listeners, just interrupting the podcast here. Uh, autumn is in the air and the leaders in Below the Waist Grooming are here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves this season. Uh, make sure to trim your bush with the best and let Mother Nature do the rest. Join 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code KEEPER20. Remember, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code KEEPER20. And remember, when you trim the weeds, the tree always stands a little bit taller. All right, Tommy, you had the opportunity to watch your beloved crow boys. Uh, what do they call them? The crom. These crom. guys. Yeah. How'd they go? <laughs> oh, they really impressed me, actually. Like, they they look good. Like, and I'm, I, I genuinely think they look good. They played a really frenetic game um, where pressure was just paramount. Um, and they used sort of the small forwards that they've got now, um, Rankin, Rochelle, McAdam. Um, they really looked to, to hunt and they really tackled super hard. I was very impressed with them. Um up against West Coast, you know, who look like they're going to be bottom two, I'd say, again. Um, but we'll start with with Ruben Jimdy. And he, he sort of, he was really good, like really, really good. Scored 68 from, I think he had about 56% time on ground. Just looks so comfortable. Really actually, he's kind of one of the few West Coast players that really caught the eye. Like, just cracked him super hard. He's a massive kid. Um, I think he's a lock, locking classic. So what role did he play? He sort of played half back. Yeah, good. But... Jeez, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him play some midfield. Yeah, minutes. so that's been a talk. He's a big, he's a massive boy, like yeah. really big unit. Um, saw him at the draft, and he was big then. Like he surprised me how big he was then, and he looks like he's put, put on a few kilos over preseason as well. Like just pure muscle. He's a massive guy. Um, like some of the contact uh, contests he hit, like. I think he had one against, I can't remember. I think it, it might have been Rochelle. Yeah. Um, but he just, he went so hard. and It was a great contest, um, Rochelle as well. But, geez, he's, he's going to be a really good player. Really yeah. good player for them. No, I'm pretty excited to see him. And again, a lot of classic interest because he's probably going to debut pretty early. But yeah. everyone's saying he's a lock for round yeah. one. Hey, round one. I, I hope he gets a midfield one. spot one day because yeah. he looks like a player that can base, well, from what we saw in junior stuff, he looked like a player who can do anything. So. He look, he's sort of like a bit similar to the next guy we're going to mention, Elliot Yo. He's a big Big unit can play halfback, inside, mid. Yeah, that sort of um, has a few sort of similar traits. I think it's a decent kick as well. So, um, but yeah, the next guy, Elliot Yo, um, scored eighty nine oh. points from sixty seven percent time on ground. God, I think I don't know if you call him a locking classic, but I think I I, he is. There's I, not many really teams out there without yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
I had no 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 fault really from his game. Yeah. I had a bit of half bat, bit of midfield. Um, I think that's what he'll do. The only question with him is really durability. Like, can, can he, he hold can, on? Yeah, can he keep the body on the yeah. park? Like, um, you know, that's the only question mark I've got with him. Um, next guy's Dom Sheed, seventy eight points. Um, again, one of probably one of the better players um, from the Eagles on a pretty disappointing day. I don't think he really got out of sort of third second gear. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know if he was trying super hard and the midfield did get smashed. Um, yeah. But he'd be one of the main guys in the midfield there for for the Eagles um, all year. Again, can he stay on the park? You know, he'd hope so um, because he's a decent option, I reckon. Um, and the next guy, Shannon Hearn. Oh, can I just jump in? Like, yeah. There's so many people that are dropping him like because of his age and just Bunger. not worth keeping. Jeez. Um, 120 points, though. I think oh. a lot of people are reeling after that one. The ball's down there a fair bit in fairness. Yeah, true. Um, and... To be honest, I didn't think he had his best game ball use-wise. Like yeah, okay. Kind of butchered it a bit sometimes, which is uncharacteristic for him because he's such a good ball user. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just 11 marks. I mean, he's, he reads it as well as anyone has for, for like 15 years now or something. Um, yeah. 11 marks, yeah, that that really stood out for me. Like, he's, he's getting a lot of the chip kicks as well. Yeah. Um, obviously, they want the ball in his hand. Um, it scored super well. I think he scored really well again this year. Um, yeah, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I think I think he's scoring well to be fine. It's just my fear that like yeah. he gets to like the, the like maybe the fourth to last or sorry second or third to last game in yeah. at Optus Stadium and they he calls it quits. Yeah. Like, he just does <laughs> yeah. the retirement there and like plays the kids for the rest. <laughs> hey, you know you talked before about Will Day uh, being yeah. you went to high school with him. Little fun fact: me and Shannon Hearn used to sit next to each other on Bunga. the bus on the bus. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, Angerston to New. Right, yeah. Angerston to New. Yeah, yeah. So country, country lads. Uh, does that make Does that make me old? Does that you reckon? Oh, <laughs> the oldest guy oh, name. One of the oldest guys named yeah, Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, next guy, Liam Duggan, scored 108, um, 12 marks. I, I probably expect more of the same from him. I don't see how he's going to improve too much, um, but I don't think he regresses at all. Um, and the, but one I really want to talk about is is Campbell Chesser. Um, I know he's got some some interesting classic, and I, I think he does get games this year reasonably early. Uh, played a bit of half bat wing, which is his his spot. Um, didn't didn't sort of didn't score super well. Um, Thirty five points reflects it, but but I think if he can be if he, if he can get on the park, he's another. It feels like all these West Coast guys. It's the, injuries are such a problem, but yeah. um, you know Always. it feels like this is almost his his first real. Well, it has been his first real AFL preseason. He broke down last year, um, yeah. so hopefully he's over him, over his injuries because I think he, yeah, he is a good player and he was a high draft pick for a reason. Um, so if he can slot onto the wing or a half back role, um, sort of get a. I feel it, like the hype died down a bit this week, though. Yeah, I mean, he didn't score well. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, maybe it's just the scoring. But I think he, he looks so good last yeah, week, though. He did. Um, I think he. I want to. I want to say he's ahead of Alex Witherden at the moment. Okay, like, Witherden. Yeah. I've got to hear that. Yeah, I know, but I, I think Witherden. Like, I don't know. It just looks like he's. he's well, out. I'm kind of with you because I don't think the coach loves him. Either. I don't. Yeah, I yeah. just don't think he's. And I think the same Not thing. Not seeing this game at all. Though. Sa- same yeah. thing. No, same thing. Sort of happened at Brisbane. Like, yeah. I, I just. He's good, and when he's there, he scores well. Wakes it up, but just doesn't does. do a lot with it. Doesn't nah, damage the opposition. Absolutely not. Yeah. All right, um, you want to talk about the crows? Get into it. Yeah, right, you're itching. You're itching. Okay, so first one we got Sam Berry, seventy nine from sixty nine percent time on ground, um, but key for that for me was he only had two tackles. Yeah, he usually has like what, he averages like he's good for six or seven. Yeah, a game. I was gonna say average heaps last he's year. He's good for six or seven a game. So what can he do if he you know imagine if he laid five more tackles? That's yeah. that's a ton. This tells me that he's not really trying. 
Well, yeah, <laughs> sort of. A bit he of that. Um, okay. He pushed forward to kick a goal, which was good. Yeah. Um, and he's one of the guys that's really behind the Crows, showing this great preseason form. Um, I think Barry's going to take his game to the next level. I don't see why he can't. Um, yeah. he, he's now in that... He's definitely in that um, first ruck setup with, you know, you've got Laird. You've got Laird. midfielder, to be honest. You've got Laird, Barry, and then one of Schoenberg, Rochelle, Rankin, Saligo, Sloan will go in there a little bit, although yeah. he played wing. Um, he, yeah, he's going to get bulk CBAs, yeah, especially definitely. now that the next guy, um, Benny Keys, right. looks like he's playing, playing Tell a half forward role. Yeah, so... Um, we, we saw him on the wall behind us. We, we saw Sorry. him. Yeah, <laughs> we saw him play last year against Carlton, and he he played a half forward role, um, and he got out the back. I think he kicked th- maybe two or three, um, but in this he kicked played a similar role and kicked four goals. Like he just has a knack of because of his such a high endurance base. Like yeah. he just gets out the back so easily. He could be good for a goal a game. I could see him kicking a goal a game, averaging a goal a game. You don't see him like averaging those lofty heights anymore, though. No, he won't. I forward. think I think his midfield game. Is over. Like I don't, I can't see him playing too much more midfield. So what does that mean for possessions and scoring? Well, it, really, well, obviously goes down. Yeah, it obviously takes a hit to his fantasy game. But from a crow's perspective, I think it's a good sign that he's not going to be playing midfield minutes because we've got enough of him. I'm only pushing his because type. all weekend, Kays has been chirping that he's going to be top six forward. Yeah, this right. Year, so. Well, I think he's he's a natural <laughs> ball in it. So and he does yeah. have that high endurance base, which means he'll get around to every contest. Yeah, and and whatnot. But um. Yeah, I think he can be. He's still fantasy relevant because okay. he's got that forward status. Yeah. But what what is the average? Do you think? Oh, now he, keep in mind, I think he averaged fifty five as a forward last year, but apparently he, he was injured. Yeah, can he average eighty five ninety? I reckon he. I don't know about that. I reckon <laughs> without I, a lot of those just like bombit kicks from the midfield. Yeah, I don't know if he gets any of those. I'd be maybe eighty five is. Maybe right. you heard it here first. Tell me, yeah, I reckon he's I reckon still a, a natural ball winner. So I there's a few crow-coloured goggles on. Yeah, there, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And yeah, yeah, maybe. And if we do have a couple of injuries, he's straight back in the midfield, I suppose. So yeah, yeah, yeah true. That's that's fair. He probably will probably have some stints in the midfield. So yeah, could push that average up a little bit. Oh, you have stints in the midfield, but yeah. his CBAs won't be anywhere near as high. Yeah. Um, the next guy is Josh Rochelle. His CBAs will be higher. Um, he played sort of. That role where he's sort of in the midfield for he got a lot of midfield minutes. Yeah, um, scored fifty three points, um, and he's sort of played that receiver role in the on the outside of the midfield. Um, got a few CBAs, tackled really well. Um, I think he's always been a decent tackler. Um, it's just always it's it's been the intent for him. I think sometimes he can go a little bit missing with his intensity. Yeah, um, but I reckon it's easy for a huge year. Um, interesting to see how many midfield minutes he does get. I think he's more of a I've always sort of said this. I think he's more of a mid forward and I think Rankin is more of a forward mid. Yeah, um, I agree with that, yeah. And Rankin scored 59 points. Probably didn't set the world on fire. Um, kicked his goal, um, applied heaps of heaps of pressure. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure how many midfield minutes he does get. I, I think Rochelle is probably more of a mid. Um, and the next guy I've got down here is Luke Pedler and he's one that um, is really relevant across all sort of fantasy um, levels. Scored 42 points from 55% time on ground. Um, he looked really good actually. Looked um, looked like he's ready to sort of cement his spot in the best 22, which he hasn't been able to do yet. Um, such a high pick. Like uh, I know GWS, were when he was in his draft year, GWS was circling him. Um, they really wanted him with one of their picks in the in the, in round, first round of the draft. Um yeah, looked really good, um, but he's sort of probably going to play more of a half-forward role um, who can pinch it in the middle more so than the other way around, but he's tough as nails, decent kick. I think probably some encouraging signs there from Pedler. Yeah. Do you reckon he, he, he plays forward though probably? In the, yeah, he plays yeah. forward. Yeah. Um, 
I'd love to see him play more midfield um, in time, but maybe not this year. Yeah, I think okay. there's a yeah, more so, of a stash option. Yeah, more of a stash option. Yeah. Um, Max Michelani looks like with Josh Wall injured, he might he might get around one day. Boo, I reckon. Can't see him being a fantasy scorer. Though, can never you? has been. Nah, probably never will be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, move on. <laughs> think, think Ben Hart though, sort of okay. for Crows fans. Think Ben Hart, um, similar sort of lockdown role. You're really getting excited for these Crow boys, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I am a bit. I've written a few down here. Oh, it's Matt Matt Crouch. Yeah. Matt Crouch, twenty nine points. Tell us about it. I mean, he's always going to be a good scorer when he gets on the yeah. park. So though, he didn't play the full game, did he? Nah, he played yeah. coming on for fifteen percent time on ground. Yeah, but oh, he had geez. nine touches. Yeah, wow. But, okay, but he's he's going to be a good scorer. But I just he's the outside best twenty two at the moment. Yeah, Fog was good. Kicked his four. Um, looks looks dangerous. Looks really good. Um, yeah, Mitch Hinge uh, played on the wing. The Minge. The Minge. Sort of with Seisman done now, unfortunately. Um, yeah. He played a bit of this role last year, yeah, didn't he? and he's one of our best ball users. Actually, he's him of, and Hately kind of vying out for. He's a bit better of than Hately, yeah, absolutely better than Hately. Um, he's really tough, and yeah, one of our best kicks. I do like him, um, and he's definitely best twenty-two because um, he can he can go half back, sort of switch to Dawson. Um, yep. O'Brien didn't come up against much, unfortunately, with the Eagles rucks. He's a he's a two G four P player for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Saligo is another one who, who probably will get midfield minutes. They really like him, um, but he's in that rotation. He's probably, yeah, he, he's he's one of my favourite players. He, he could actually, he probably could be my favourite player to watch at the yeah. moment. He's just so classy. He feels like a player who can play a lot of different roles. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Need, so. he's, he's one touch at ground level, uses the ball really well. Yeah. Paddy Parnell. Yeah, he's one of probably Yeah. It looks like he's probably competing for a spot with Chase Jones. Yeah. And I think he's probably passed him. Yeah, I reckon so. He's, well, yeah. From the, what he showed last year when he, because he was like paper thin, he just kept getting knocks and things like that. That kind of, I think he had a corky that kept him out for three weeks. But yeah. Yeah. Does he look, did he look a bit bigger, Parnell? Did he put on a bit of size? Yeah, he does, but still, you know, child-like. still, yeah, 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 that's it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then the other one I've got down is Harry Schoenberg. No, get was, him off, get was, him off. No, we've got a bit of history with Harry Schoenberg <laughs> in this podcast. He's pretty, he looked all right. He looked pretty good, actually. Um, I mean, he's another one. It looks like the Crows are sort of assembling a few that can go through there now, which is good because yeah. it hasn't been that way for a while. When I, turned, when I turned over, he was, I think he was lining up on the wing a bit. But yeah, a bit of wing. In, but pushing into that midfield. Bit of wing. Um, yeah. And he's he's at his best when he's running, carrying sort of a link up in yeah, the midfield. Okay. Um, I feel so like they just trying to find a role for him yeah because they know he's he best do. 22 but yeah. yeah i think he may be more wing than, than inside i don't yeah, okay. know yeah um any disclaimers from this i thought you see you've got no thilthorpe written down here yeah it was interesting to see no thilthorpe i think yeah he won't he won't get he, he's not going to play around one and i reckon well in the media they're saying he's gonna be number one ruck this year yeah, yeah on the podcast we did we were saying like in the future we reckon he's the number one ruck yeah and then i saw a few media reports saying hey, he's gonna be the number one ruck and i was like here we go what we've said has come to fruition early yeah but yeah not not, not seen in this game yeah i think uh, it's tough with thilthorpe i think we'll see him probably get a few games in the sample as a ruck to um, build him into the year um, but yeah, then uh, probably I'd almost prefer to see from a Crows perspective. Um, I'd almost prefer to see him and Th- him and Himmelberg. So Thilthorpe and Himmelberg be the rucks rather than Rob. But um, from a fantasy perspective, Rob Rob's got them covered easily. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, GWS versus the Gold Coast. Uh, Tom Green was your first player you got written here. Yeah. Absolutely everywhere. In and under. Thirty four touches. Ninety five points. Um, it's unfortunate that he's a handball. He's a handball happy type mid. Um, so he's like Tom Mitchell, where, he'll, yeah, he's he's just a handball first. That's the game he plays. Um, but rightly so because his vision with his hands is unbelievable. Like he, he he's he's a big unit. So he stands up and tackles. Always has been able to get his arms above the tackler. Yeah. So he can still fire off that handball. Um, 
Yeah, I, I really, really like him. Um, particularly with Hopper and Taranto gone now. He, he's he's the, the next one in. Yeah, I reckon so. Um, 34 touches is a bit less than the 50 he supposedly had the week before, though. Yeah, well, that was cool. You still take that. You take that. Any other <laughs> way, absolutely. Um, the next one, Finn Callahan. Um, I mentioned him at the top of the show, but yeah, 88 points from 66% time on ground. Um, I've written down that he's a special talent. I think he is because he, he played a wing role um, and I think that's where we'll see him mostly this year. Um, but he's a big kid and he reads the ball so well. Like he took a few intercept marks, um, yeah. which is really handy. Um, put the ball up to some good spots with his, with his kicking. Um, really beautiful user, smooth mover. Um, he should play every game he's fit for um, because yeah. he's an absolute gun. Such a high pick and for good reason. Um, yeah, really, really like him. So you reckon he kind of stays on the outside of the moment, but you reckon long-term? Long-term, I think he's an inside mid, um, yeah. but he'll always have that outside element to his game, which is probably a good thing. It's good for fantasy, that's yeah, for sure. absolutely. Yeah, just win yep. a few more contested pill, you'll be right. Uh, Lockie Whitfield is apparently back to his uh, old tricks. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, he's one that's probably going to be too good for the podcast. Oh, way too good. Even though he is probably worst year last yeah. year, he's still too good, yeah. Yeah, he's way too good. Um, back to your halfback. I think Kingsley's sort of um, simplifying things, good. moving people back to, to their see. proper roles finally. So, yeah, yeah halfback, that's where he looks his best, I reckon. Um, Jack Riccardi um, scored 73, sort of made the most of his touches. Yeah, he'll be a roller coaster, but yeah. can kick a few oh, bags yeah. here and there. That'd be, that'd be a headache for some weeks. Yeah, I've got him in one of my leagues. Um, again, Cogs is going to be way too good, but yeah, he, he's deep. back to midfield. Yeah. Um, Ash looked really good, actually, um, at half-back. Yeah, um, he's an interesting one. Yeah. So we I've, kind of flagged that all pre-season. Yeah, Ash looked really good. Um, the half-back line at GWS looks really dangerous. You've got Isaac Cumming. Yeah. Lucky Ash. Did Cumming score okay in this game? Yeah, he did. So they yeah, all kind did. of wrecked so, up a little so bit. So I reckon, yeah, he looks better in defence than, than what he's been playing previously. He looks yeah. really settled back there. Yeah, it always um, felt like that was going to be his most Found heaps role. of the ball like, yeah. all over it. Um, so, yeah, I really liked his game. Um, Jacob Weir is another one. He sort of looks like he'll get a fair bit of senior games this year. Yeah. On, on sort of a wing. Yeah, he looks um, like an outside type when he Yeah, oh, he's definitely year, outside. Yeah. Um, will never be an inside sort of player. Um, yeah. Sort of halfback, yeah. mostly wing role, yeah. I think, for him. I think he showed it early on he could score okay. Yeah, as I think well. okay yeah, is like, probably the yeah, right word. Yeah, 70s and things like that. Yeah, bits I and pieces. Yeah. Um, Pretty decent. Um, and the other one there for the GWS is, is Harry Himmelberg. Yeah, um, what was his role? Because everyone's probably forward. That. No, yeah, back up forward. Um, which is not what we want to hear for fantasy, but no, absolutely yeah. not. The kick three looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, probably GWS are better with him up forward, but yeah, no, not that we like to see it from a fantasy perspective. Yep. Um, so Jack Lacocious from from G, uh, from Gold Coast. Sorry, now he wasn't up forward. Are you saying? No, he played wing. Yeah, right. Oh, sort of played wing that wing forward role. Okay. Um, so we did spend some time up forward, but looked a bit off it to be honest. Dropped a couple of marks that yeah. he normally take. Sort of a you know, I, I think he's good for the cause, good for the long run. Um, but yeah, played that wing role. Uh, it's really time. He's so talented. I wish he would just sort of. Get it all together because he's one of the best spot. junior players yeah. I've ever watched. He's set on a spot and just absolutely. Yeah. Um, but the standout for Gold Coast was, to me was for Sam Flanders. Everyone's gonna be like, you listen to the Draft Doctors podcast. Absolutely, like they, yep. they just froth over him. So he's, I mean, he's always been able to score like this when he's playing in the midfield. Yeah, um, it's just so he wh- played a mid- midfield role. He this did. Time. He did. Interesting because the week before he was a lot more forward. Yeah, no, he played midfield. Um, and I reckon he could piece together a decent average if he can play that role. Absolutely. Like, what do you think? Do you reckon he holds it? Midfield? I hope so. I think yeah. so. Um, 
Yeah, I reckon, you know, it's going to be tough because there's a few really big names in there now. Um, Rao Anderson, Took Miller. Yeah, it's a deep midfield, really. It's a decent midfield. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got Swallow and all those sort of guys. But, um, and well, he could easily replace one of those, though, like a Swallow type. Yeah. Another one is Alex Davies, um, yeah. who, I, who I, I really like, actually. So um, do I. He's a big bodied um, mid and he's, he's sort of almost pure inside, but he's, he, I reckon he, he'll he be battling it out for a spot with Flanders, to be yeah. honest. Well, like, I just like Davies because he's he's a forward listed this yeah. year as well, and, and we just know he's going to play midfield time. Absolutely. But the thing is, like, I just wanted to see one big score from Davies in the preseason to kind of fill me with a bit of confidence. We just didn't see it, that's all. Yep. Uh, Matty Rowell, look, I mean, such a big year for Matty Rowell. Like, he burst onto the scene and then sort of. Yeah. Sort of flatlined a little bit. Um, Just no outside game. Yeah. No outside game at all. Was it the same in this game? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, 24 touches, nine clearances, such a good inside player. But yeah, lacks that outside ball to probably become a real beast of a fantasy player. Um, Yeah. But his tackling numbers and clearances were always getting good scores. Yeah. Um, Ben King was back from an ACL, which is good. And um, I thought he looked pretty, um, pretty agile, pretty quick on the lead, which is good. Um, because he could have lost a bit of that through his um, his injury. Yep. Um, Joel Jeffrey, I really like Joel Jeffrey. I reckon he's he's got something. Had something that they don't have um, in attack. Can play down back, but he played as a third tall forward. It's going to give um, defenders some headaches this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, kicked a couple on a pretty pretty average day for GWS. Sorry for the Gold Coast. Yep. Um, yeah, they've got a few tall options now as well. But yeah, I don't know how he's going to go fantasy wise. But fantasy probably not an option. But. Um, you know, maybe late. Yeah. Um, and the other one I got written down is Charlie Constable. Yeah, um, a lot of people talking about him this yeah, preseason. Yeah, absolutely. It's sort of, I don't know about him. He looks like he's going to be a couple of bad games and he's out of the side. I reckon so as well, unfortunately. He just he just struggles to use the footy. Like, yeah. He gets it all right. And uh, we know that's that they're the just problem. missing so many defenders as well. As soon yeah. as they're fit, they're probably going to come back and overtake him. It's nice to be a nice thought to have have him sort of in the side long for the whole season. But yeah. I just can't. I just can't envision a season. Envision a season where he just doesn't get dropped. Yeah, like a couple of times. No, um, I agree. Like, yeah, and like which I said, is unfortunate with the depth that they've got as well in, the, in in their halfbacks and things like that. Um, yeah, it's going to be a difficult one. I think Darcy McPherson was been has been playing halfback as well. Is another one. Yeah, a little bit of halfback for McPherson as yep. well. So yeah, um, you got Elijah Hollands in yeah. your notes as well. How do you go? Yeah, good. I thought he was pretty good. Um, 69 points, 18 touches, 15 kicks, um, five marks, a couple of clearances when he went sort of into the middle. Um, still think he plays half forward for most of his um, most of the year. Okay. Yeah. Um, just a, another one who I hope gets a clean run out of it because yeah. he's such a good. He's such. You a kind talent. of want him to play a half forward role this year so he gets that forward status back because played on the wing a lot at the end of last year and it probably just I don't know he's less valuable as a wingman so mm-hmm. hopefully he can get a bit of yeah forward time. absolutely. The thing I took out from this out of this game from a team's perspective was I reckon GWS will um, be really good this year. You I, think they could, I think they look, they playing, they're playing a lot more attacking and I think the players are back in their natural spots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sort of thing. Less so messing I, around. they can push for finals, I reckon. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Western Bulldogs versus North Melbourne. A few to talk about in this one. Uh, first of all, Aaron Norton had 102 points, kicked four goals. He's just worth earning for days like this, but he'll be a roller coaster as well. Um, but yeah, he's one of the better key forwards out there for fantasy scoring. Should average, you know, high mid to high 70s, maybe low 80s if he has a good season. So he's one to consider later on. A big talking point was Oscar Baker, um, obviously coming across from Melbourne, outside type, um, had 96 points, started on the wing and managed to push forwards as well. Um, 
looked like he could be the one to fill Lockie Hunter's wing, really, which is probably bad news for the Toby McLean owners out there because, uh, yeah, everyone's been raving about him all preseason. But, uh, yeah, didn't quite come to fruition on the weekend. I will say that Toby McLean did spend a lot of time forward and it felt like they rotated a few, like Anthony Scott went there a bit as well. Like, it felt like they were kind of just testing a few people on that wing. Um, but yeah, I don't know what to make of it. But Oscar Baker, he looks like a real goer. Did you watch much of him at Melbourne? See much of him? Yeah, at bits and pieces. He is a dashing type. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he attacks the ball hard. So he could be one that uh, yeah is um, on the wing for them round one. I think so yeah, keep an eye on that one. Maybe they play like uh, a McRae, rotate McRae, Smith, those sort of names through. Yeah, um, to the wing and then have Baker on the other one. Maybe. Yeah, perhaps. I look just looking at the ADP dra- dra- um, draft. Uh, sorry, ADP data here. Oscar Baker's not in the top 400 picks on average, so oh, I reckon he might stiff. bump up a bit after uh, this weekend. People, I, I honestly forgot he was even there like until a couple of weeks ago until we had uh, uh, Will Taylor on the podcast, Western Bulldogs fan. And yeah, like I was like, oh yeah, I remember him. No, <laughs> like, he's decent, Oscar yeah, yeah. Baker. He'll get games this year. Well, even watching him in Melbourne, like in preseason games and stuff, he looked like he had something. So yeah. Anyways, um, this one's not too fantasy friendly, but Liam Jones had 88 points. He just intercepted everything. Just do not count on it every week because he'll be dour uh, defend a lot of the weeks. Um, Jamara Hagen, though, so much talent in this kid. He is an absolute freak. So athletic. He had 85 points. Um, three goals boosted his score up, but he's definitely capable. Do you think he can push to be a fantasy scorer given that he's a taller forward type? Um, potentially. Um, I think you'd need a, a decent amount of goals to do so. But yeah, he's, true. I mean, he's just a, he's so good to watch. He's an yeah. athletic freak. He's going to be a fun player to watch, that's for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Um, Anthony Scott kicked three goals um, and he had a bit of time on the wing as well. It's so a bit of midfield time for him. 73 points there. Handy, just don't don't really know if he's in the side round one. We'll have to wait and see with that one. Um, I guess freakish talents we were talking about before. Sam Darcy is another one. He had 72 points. Um, he started forward and kicked two goals, but basically what we all wanted to see, he was playing in the ruck towards the end. And I guess for fantasy-wise, we want to see him as their future ruckman. I don't know Tim English is young, and it might stifle him a little bit, but he's going to score the most fantasy points in the ruck, I think. Um, so, yep. yeah, Sam absolute. Darcy. He's an absolute freak. Like, yeah. To have the ability to play full back, full forward, and in the ruck. Some of the grabs he took up forward as well were pretty remarkable. Guys, so. absolute gun. I don't know how many how tall he is now, but geez, yeah, he's yeah, he's big huge. Lad. He could ruck like he he did ruck in this game. He so, will, oh, yeah, yeah um, absolutely. Yeah, and he could be like one of those kind of midfielder type rucks as well, just with his, with his athleticism. You know. Yep, absolutely. Uh, moving on to some North Melbourne players. Uh, Luke McDonald had ninety six points. Uh, it was a good role for fantasy. He's a captain this year, so I just I reckon you can expect an average around the eighty mark playing yep. that halfback role. So won't talk about him too much. Tom Powell, massive pipes, um, 80 points, just looked at home in the midfield, I reckon. So he could be in for a breakout year. I'm not sure he's going to have the ceiling he did have as a junior because everyone talks about his underage yeah, scoring. Yeah, junior, junior stats are really impressive. Yeah. I love watching him as a junior. Yeah. Because I had the fantasy cap on and he was... <laughs> you thought he was going to... Everyone did, man. Yeah. But uh, I just think he's kind of... He's going to roll three deep, like with Simpkin, with probably LDU, LDU. ahead of him. Phillips probably will get for most time. of his career, yeah, as well. I don't know, yeah, like him and Phillips probably battling out for that number three role. Yeah. I reckon he's ahead of Phillips at the moment. I just think his ceiling is going to be capped, though, just competing with the other two ahead of him. When you consider how little fantasy scoring North Melbourne did last year, yeah, um, yeah, rolling three deep, he if, might not be there. But yeah, if Wardlaw gets games, that's another one. Yeah, true. Sheasel can play in the middle. Yeah, we'll talk about Sheasel next, but yeah, Tom Warp, uh, Tom Warp, Tom Powell. I've got Warp on the brain. Uh, Tom Powell just kind of yeah looked like that kind of next in line in this game anyway, and. He just looked like he'd filled out a lot more and can actually play a lot better. Um, 
Harry Shears the next one. Uh, 75 points. He started forward, but got real fantasy relevant when he switched to the halfback flank in the second half. Now, there's talk of him doing that in the preseason, intra-clubs as well, and it felt like when things just weren't working for North, they got smashed in this game. Um, they just put him on the halfback flank and let him do his thing. So, do you reckon that's something we could see come the season? Or? Yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah. I don't think he played there in his juniors. No. Nah. Well, he uh, did, but he did it in the intra-club. Yeah, so interesting. Well. So. Yeah, well... Um, he's a really classy user of the footy, so he, with that, he can play anywhere. So it'd be interesting to see where he plays in. Um, in you the, reckon he's in, more tagged for a midfield though? Do you reckon? Yeah, I think he. We can burst, play midfield. Burst, yeah, yeah, burst yeah. midfield player. Yeah. Um, similar to sort of Rochelle and that. What we're gonna see Rankin do probably a bit this year. Yeah, yeah, those sort of guys. Yeah, um, yeah I think he's probably. Um, Probably a lock for round one, though. He's going to play early. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, moving on to one of the older fellas, Ben Cunnington. He's undervalued this year just because he played forward and didn't score very well last year. Was back in the midfield for the first three quarters, had 69 points, but he sat forward for the last quarter. So um, I think it was more about match fitness and just management and things like that. But the good thing about it is we're not seeing him rest on the bench. We're seeing him rest up forward. So um, hopefully he spends more time in the middle as the match fitness kind of goes on. But uh, yeah. Even even though it was only 69 points, I think it was pretty encouraging for the amount of time he spent forward. And I do expect that midfield time to rise a little bit. Uh, Will Phillips did enough to get picked round one, but he just wasn't anything special in this game. But he's around the mark. Um, 56 points from him. Definitely one to pick up in your drafts and just keep your eye on. Jaden Stevenson cops a lot of criticism, and he probably deserved it in the first probably 10 minutes. He, he didn't start the game, and he came on at half time. Um, and I think he had he was playing up forward, which I don't know if is great for his fantasy scoring. And I think in the first like five minutes, he had this real hungry shot on goal, which went out of bounds on the floor. And it's like, oh, Jed Stevenson, he's back. Yeah, he is. Um, but as the game went on, he got a lot better. He got a lot less selfish. Tried to bring his teammates into the game a lot more. And actually had fifty five points in less than a half of footy. He Helps his fantasy t- scoring when he when he lowers the eyes. Yeah, and looks exactly. And that's what he did. So yeah, I reckon he put his hand up for round one. I wouldn't say he's guaranteed. But he didn't. I don't think by the end of the game he did himself any harm in this game. Yeah, so. he's probably one that I can see Clarko just hating by the end. Same, of the game. but also loving if he just does such the right an things. Annoying, annoying like if he can player. convert him, I reckon oh, Clarko would love him. Freak but player. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna actually do it. Um, the Cherry Goldstein ruck again. The split didn't look good. Just I'm not loving this year for fantasy rucks because I think there's oh, gonna be a lot a of tandems in there and there's gonna be gross. So yeah, um, Cherry and Goldstein look no different to everyone else we've talked about tonight. Both scoring in the 40s. Uh, not going to be great considering we thought Goldstein might be, or we thought Cherry might overtake, but yeah, I don't know. Don't know if it's happening. And just another interesting one Liam Shields had 50 points and he just ran up and down the wing all day. He's only interesting because he's listed as a forward. Don't think he's going to play too much, but if he can get a game here and there listed as that forward, might be okay given the role he was playing. All right, we're on the home stretch here. We're 75 minutes into the podcast and we're up to the final game of the round I believe so uh, I had a look at this one um, we'll try to get through it quickly Melbourne versus Richmond uh, Lockie Hunter he looks the goods on that wing um, he had 99 points um, I think he's going to be back to his best I think sometimes the change of scenery can just help things out a little bit feel really sorry for James Jordan yes, <laughs> looked like he was that's about, rough I know just nowhere to be seen so yeah yeah, um, yeah looked like him and uh, Langdon on the wings all yep. day so yep. yeah basically what's going to be strong wings yeah, two of the best yeah. wings in the Comp. Really good. So, yeah, Melbourne have got a class player there and it's a good pickup. Um, another guy we'll just brush over, um, Stephen May. He's another guy who's always available in draft pools. He gets dropped back every year, um, but always scores pretty well, like at least yeah. in, the, in the 70s. Had 87 points in this game. Um, 
Takes a lot of marks and defense. Always yeah. takes kick-ins. One of the best fantasy key defenders. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, get on board. You just pick him up in like your, you know, 18th, 19th round, yeah. basically. Lock him on your bench and then when you need him, bring him on. He'll still get your 70 most weeks. He's pretty handy. Um, James Harms. A uh, lot of talk about him because, he, well, he scored 86 points and Melbourne have talked all the preseason about they're going to be rotating through the middle a lot more. So, last year they had a very core um, midfield group. Yeah, very rotate. set. Yeah, yeah. yeah, set and forget type thing. This year it looked like they're moving a lot more people through there. Um, Cosy Pickett was another one that went through. We'll talk about him in a sec. But Harms was definitely part of that rotation. And he went head-to-head with Hopper for most of the game and held his own, really. And he's listed as a forward in fantasy. So, he's one to keep your eye on. Um, if the rumours are true and he does rotate through that midfield mix, he could be a goer in fantasy. And he always seems to pop up and be handy for coaches out there. So, I just don't see a reason why he wouldn't be after that performance because he was, he was fine. So, yeah, just depends if they're willing to kind of push that midfield deeper. That's all. Yeah. Alex Neil Bullen had 81 points. Um, looked to be pushing higher up the ground, but I wouldn't expect big things. You can just put up some scores here and there. But, uh, yeah, still a half, half forward role, but seemed to be pushing further into defense and getting a few kicks up there. But it could just be preseason form and stuff like that as well. Jake Bowie had 79 points. He scored well. No Salem in the side still. Could be a goal if he can remain in the side. Do you reckon he sticks in the side for now? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it's tough. I, I, don't th- I do think he does, though, yeah. I yeah, think he's I around think as well. Yeah, yep. like considering like he played all those games into the grand final, played yeah. the starter last year, needed to go back, find some form, but still played enough senior footy last year, really. It wasn't as much as people kind of, I think, having their minds as yep. he did. Um, so, yeah, I think he does play round one and could develop his game enough this season to be a handy scorer. Cosy Pickett's an interesting one. Um, 76 points. He started at a lot of the centre bounces, but then quickly pushed forward. It was like Petrarca kind of went forward and then pushed as soon as the bounce went up, he went in and then Cozzy Pickett went back. But that could just be handy for Petrarca's four stats as well. Like so interesting to watch. It seventy six points was which is definitely more than usual for Cozzy. Yeah. Um, absolutely. But yeah, so just watch that one because he was getting plenty of CBAs. It's just he didn't spend as much time as the CBAs probably make it look like, you know what I yeah. mean? Um, but still scored okay. So, the other one. Moving on to Richmond, probably the most commented player on our Twitter feed uh, this week was Liam Baker. So, he had 121 points and he just looked like one of the few Tigers that was actually trying. Now, he's listed as a defender and a forward. So, that is so handy in fantasy. And if he was probably a defender only, I probably wouldn't be as high on him. But given he's got forward status with what we saw... Um, with Jaden Short not looking like he's going to go back in that defence. And he didn't do it last year, but I don't know. I think Baker could mop up a bit more this yeah. year. Yeah. What do you reckon? Play that sort of role. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, he could have. He had the opportunity to do it last year. That's the thing. And yeah. didn't do it. But I don't know. Like, he just looked. Short so, will get thrown around, like, yeah. um, bit, of, bit of forward, bit of mid. It's so weird to see him forward. Like, just play him on the halfback. Please. Yeah. But, anyway. but, but it's good for Baker if he doesn't. I yeah. Because, um, yeah, yeah, you know, you, you know, he can score highly. Yeah. So. He might be a bit inconsistent because Richmond's Richmond game is, style. Yeah, that's the other thing. There's like, quite a few, like, Rioli, you got Vlosten. It's tough to pick Tigers. Do a bit there, but. Yeah, I don't know. He just looked like the one who was trying. He might be in. I think he's only 25 as well. So, yeah, yeah. probably coming into his, or maybe 26, but coming into yep. his prime of his career as well. Could go next level. Um, Daniel Riola was just one of the main distributors out of defense. He kicked the goal too. Um, but yeah, only one kick in. So, last week I was commenting that he took a lot of the kick ins and thought he might get a scoring boost there, but still scored really well. I didn't actually write it down, but I know it was pretty decent. Um, still scored well this week without taking a heap of kick in. So, that's positive signs. Um, would be remiss of us not to talk about a Dow on this podcast, given Dossie and uh, his history here with Paddy Dow. Um, he also loves Thompson Dow. Thompson Dow made the song, actually, as well. Um, what do you think of that song at that the That was 
Ab- absolute highlight of the day. <laughs> so good. I think it's out. That's one the- of the best yet. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, it's funny because it was about himself as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen Dossie's song, it's now up on our YouTube channel now. It was debuted at the live show, premiered yeah. at the live show. Um, yeah, up on the Keeper League YouTube channel. Check that one out. But um, Thompson Dow, he had 71 points. Um, took his opportunity with Prestia out really early with a wrist, I think it was. And he won a few clearances and did some really nice things. What was interesting is Cochin just didn't go in the midfield. Like, because I thought once yeah. Prestia or someone goes down, Cochin just straight, straight in. back in. Didn't happen. So, um, yeah, I think Thompson Dow, don't think he's best 22, but he's probably next in line for one of those midfield roles if someone goes down. So, he's not listed as a forward anymore, so it doesn't make him as valuable. I'm not sure what his ceiling is going to be, but he might get some opportunity. So, maybe a rookie lister or a really late pickup um, might be worth throwing something at him. Not expecting two bigger things, but there's potential there. Does he get all. more games than Paddy? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's hard, yeah. though, really. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's not so much. Yeah, you have to have to get probably one, I reckon, to yeah. be more than Paddy. Yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> uh, Tom Paddy. Yeah, I know. Uh, Tom Lynch had 62 from a 59% time on ground. I still reckon he's a good one to pick up as a streamer. You'll get him super late, given his age and injury in the preseason. It's going to kick um, so many goals. Yeah, absolutely, especially with that midfield now. Yeah, so absolutely. Definitely. Even though he's had a shaky start, you know, he's playing now, which is positive. He'll play around one, so it should be fine. And I just want to mention that, mention this last week, but Judson Clark, um, he was playing on the wing all last week, did it again this week. Only 42 points, but it's a nice role for fantasy given that he's listed as a forward. So one to pick up super, super late, just in case, uh, you know, Pickett stays out for a while. He racks up on that wing and, uh, yeah, given as, as he's a forward, might be handy. Anyways, Tommy, I reckon we're going to wrap that one up because this is a super long monster podcast. Uh, these ones always are, but uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Well, I'll be back next week to talk about some uh, my draft results yep. and I might try to find a guest to talk about one of their drafts as well. Um, along with some, we might dissect that ADP data a little bit more, but thanks for joining us on the show Pleasure, Hef. Always a pleasure. Before we uh, we sign off, uh, I'll make sure just people get around that uh, Game Day Squad live screen, stream I'm going to do on Wednesday night, uh, yeah, 8.30pm. Got to get onto that. On the YouTube. Yeah. yeah, make your Game Day Squad side, actually. Well, next time you come on, we'll talk about what cards you've unpacked uh, from there. But uh, yeah, if you haven't done it either, um, head to gamedaysquad.com.au, uh, get your free packs, build your team, uh, and yeah, tweet me what you've uh, what you've pulled in your pack. So I'd like to see it. Um, get around our socials: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok uh, at Keeper League Pod on all of those. Make sure you support Manscaped. Also, use Keeper Twenty at checkout to get twenty percent off and free sh- shipping. And last but not least, if you want to support the podcast, please sign up as a member and uh, yeah, keep this thing ticking along. Anyways, thanks, listeners, and we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye.